terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Today is Saturday, May 28th, 2016. It's episode 179 of the Hotbox. I'm Matt. Joining me once again back twice baked in Washington, Pam. How's it going, Pam? Hi, Matt. It is going good. It's good to have you. Good to have you back on the show. Uh, A lot of interest lately in raw cannabis juicing, and I was like, hey, I know just the person to bring back on to talk about that with, since you were the first person I heard about it from. Uh, Gooey Rubinsky from uh, Waxy back then. I don't know where he's at now, but he introduced us. So, uh, yeah, are you still juicing? And how is it making you feel? Uh, well, I've been juicing. Yes, I'm still juicing, sort of. And I've been doing it now for going on, like, I think three years. And uh, I... I will preface what I'm about to say with like if there was if it was the only way that I could use cannabis then I would definitely be only be using it raw because I it makes me feel like nothing else even like it doesn't make you high but it makes you feel like good on another level so complete that's the best way that I can describe how it makes you feel mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel more complete and from what I was reading it it allows the instead of having the THC in your system which is psychoactive and absorbed in smaller amounts and metabolized into other molecules like this just gets taken right into your system in the acidic form the THCA or CBDA uh, and it has different properties as such because it is not THC it's it's THCA it's the acid form so it's uh, it's pretty interesting the different uh, effects that it has along with the different terpenes uh, that are in the raw cannabis because it is fresh ideally Right. So everything that you're getting, say, if you're only even able to juice leaves, everything in that plant is in the leaf. Right. So, so I mean, it's extremely valuable. And then we look at it on another level. It's not just the cannabinoids. It's this other nutritional profile of um, vitamins and minerals and amino acids and just things that are unique to the cannabis plant that are really valuable to um, your digestive system and your immune system and all of that. That was something else I, I came across in, in research. I'm writing an article for the Cannabis Journal about uh, raw cannabis juicing, and they they were saying it has like all of the essential fatty acids as well as the essential amino acids. Like basically, well, just everything you need for cell growth is in the raw form of this this plant. For sure. Which sure. and you yeah, can get that yeah. stuff in other other fruits and vegetables, obviously. But it's interesting that you know it's all in this one plant. Right. It's a com- like it's a complete food all by itself, which is rare in the um, plant kingdom. So, so we take it with a, a totally different view when we start looking at it as a vegetable and right. eating it instead of uh, you know. <laughs> It's yeah. interesting. I've I've seen it called in some articles a superfood. For sure. I'd be curious sure. if, if you yeah. could sustain yourself on just just that. I mean, it has protein. It has, like I said, the the EFAs and the the EAAs and all that. Uh, I think for clarity, I think a lot of the um, essential fatty acids are mostly found and rich in the seeds. 
Right. So you're not going to get a ton of fatty acids. Same with the, the protein. And you're and we're not milk. talking about juicing seeds and, and stems. That's, as, you're that's like right. The so whole I just plant. wanted to be clear. Right. Like you're not getting a ton of protein from, from that. It's, it's that. So, um, but you could also, collect all the seeds and then make a separate like protein shake out of that if you wanted to. But that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the question is, or the topic is always about juicing. And are we cannabis juicing? And there's more to cannabis raw consumption than just juicing because, uh, well, for one, the juicing is not always available. You have to have quite a lot of plant materials. So I also want to bring an awareness to other ways to consume it that are blending Mm. or masticating where you're not actually juicing it. And there's different advantages to all of them, but... um, but not all of us have, including myself, have enough plant material all the time to be juicing because it requires quite a lot. So we find other ways to consume it. And that is include- also an interesting argument for like when they're like, well, if it's recreational, you know, people don't need to grow it themselves. And it's like, well, you are missing out on this whole other aspect of it if you can't grow it for yourself. Totally. And the only way that I personally have access to it is to grow my own, which that's always been the way. And up until July 1st, I could have, I was able to share and get other people's plant matter that they were just getting rid of other patients, but even that's going away. So I literally have to grow my own to, to have access to it. All right. Or rely on these companies that are coming out with, you know, whatever tinctures or extracts. But of course, that's never the same. Well, it's, that's right. It's not the same form. It's not raw cannabis in the same form. And the problem with them trying to get it to market is that it's not shelf stable. And right. so they can't, they can't exactly put it out there. And it's not cost effective for them. And they're not going to make much money, apparently, on it. So, yeah. so they just haven't figured it out yet. I'm way ahead of my time. <laughs> that's, that's, I find that with most cannabis industry people and connoisseurs and everything. Like, they're just ahead of everybody else as far as forward thinking and and what we need to do with this plant. That's right. I know there's a lot of us out there that we're just, uh, we kind of look at it differently. I get it. I'm always amused at like, I'll talk to farmers and whatnot and they don't juice their leaves and they don't eat it. And I'm like, I think that they are insane for not eating it when they have access to it. So much of it, right? (laughs) For eating it like a goat. Yeah. I saw somewhere that um, people were saying you can take it and add it as like a substitute for different greens that you're using in, in meals. Like as far as making salads and stuff, you just throw a little bit of raw cannabis leaf in there. Um, It works really good as um, like a flavor enhancer if you will sort of kind of like an actual herb so you don't mm-hmm. put a ton of it it's not all that um i mean it is delicious on some levels but if you're consuming it every day it gets to be an old taste to try and <laughs> to try and eat all the time so so I, it would be good but it requires if you're eating it like that just a whole other level of like consciousness and chewing and yeah <laughs> And to have access to, like, all the different strains that have the different flavors and terpene profiles, like, you would have to grow so many different plants and then grow them well to get their, you know, optimal terpene profiles happening. It would be more than a full-time job, I think. Well, it's, uh, I will tell you this, that the CBD plants, when they're in veg, they are, like, a little bit sweeter than the other plants. They're so delicious. Hmm. And when plants are in the, in veg state, in vegetative state, they are um, 
they are just a little bit sweeter and then they get spicy once they start going into flour and really strong flavored. Mm. So it's almost like oregano. I go, when I, when I was learning to cook, when I was a kid, I was always told like just a little bit of that. You may not think it's enough, but it will be plenty because it's so strong smelling and, and tasting. And I think that might be, there's a lesson there because in most things, when it comes to cannabis, a little goes a long ways. And I think mm. we kind of forget that. And that's where juicing kind of, kind of takes away from the beauty of raw cannabis. And then a little bit really does go a long way, but we get um, kind of stuck in this juicing, just juicing it part and <clears throat> a lot goes a little way. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, I mean, the other side of it, where we're on the on the rec side, people are all about just high THC numbers and flooding your system with, with dabs of just pure THC and everything. It's like, well, there's there's something to be said about having your endocannabinoid system working properly and, and fully functional. But I think too much of it, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it does kind of make you used to it more. And then you don't get those same effects. Well, it's like they say too, there's like a threshold that you have with cannabis mm. and you hit that sweet spot and it's, it treats your body just right, but yeah. you take too much and it's not quite the same. So <laughs> something to be aware of. And I think that goes along with raw cannabis too, because if you eat too much of it, uh, your digestive system will react. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so eating it, too much fiber. I mean, you know. That's right. That's <laughs> so, or chlorophyll or whatever. Right yeah, now. yeah, exactly. Green plant matter, man. <laughs> What got you started in all this? As like, let's let's do a little history lesson. Like you, you. Um, I was I was going to uh, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is a uh, nutrition school out of New York, and one of the um, instructors that they had was David Wolf, who is a raw food raw foodist, and. In his lecture, he went into, um, briefly, the most amazing superfood that you can consume raw is cannabis. And one time he was in Canada and he had a cannabis salad. And that's pretty much all he said in the lecture. But I had just gotten my uh, medical cannabis recommendation from my doctor approved. And I was like, I really need to like try it. I'm so curious. And then I read, read up on uh, Dr. Courtney's studies and I was just like I know I really have to try it I'm so curious and um it took me a while to find somebody that was able to supply it to me and show me how to use it or how to like access it um especially when most farmers don't don't allow access to it or well, that's not it. a that's not a normal everyday request of your bud guy like hey do you have any fresh plant like usually it's um, dried bud in a bag you know yeah, I want to eat it <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> like who is this lady she wants to eat all of our pot <laughs> <laughs> all of your like garbage pot that you're just throwing away I'm gonna juice it <laughs> it's fun <laughs> but there so I did find a farmer um a grower and he supplied me with juice for two months, which was incredibly generous. He made it for me and grew it for me and unbelievable. And in that two months, I was able to like really experience what it was like to, to do the full um, protocol that kind of uh, Dr. Re Dr. Courtney recommended, which is like with the shots and the juicing and regular several times a day. And, right. and so that was an amazing experience. And I've experienced that actually a few times over because I'll go through periods where I can't have raw cannabis um, out of access. Harvest and time, back right? On it, back on <laughs> it, it and, and flows. <laughs> unbelievably a different person. So there's definitely, there's definitely something to it. 
Yeah, and it, it's it's like we said, it's it's a different form of the molecule. So it's and I I asked a couple of. Uh, people that I have access to because of where I work about like where we know when, when THC is eaten, the liver metabolizes it into 11 hydroxy THC, which is a different molecule and a stronger, more potent molecule. So I asked them like, well, what does THCA metabolize into when you eat it? And they're like, well, no one really knows yet. I mean, there, there needs to be more studies done on it. Um, That's the, the consensus I, is that because it's an it's an acid form, it just more of it gets absorbed into your system, and your liver's not actually metabolizing it. But no, I'm not for sure. <laughs> it's I mean, I have read that it's active in your system for 55 minutes. So, I mean, there's definitely more research needs to be going into this topic. That's for sure. I offered to eat a bunch of it and then pee in a cup and send it off to the lab, but they they weren't interested. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you but know yeah. i've heard different stories about um about people testing like i've never actually heard somebody actually do the testing but i've been told that because you're consuming so much thc even though it's in its acid form still shows up in your bloodstream so you could be consuming let's say for example juicing it raw like 600 milligrams of thca and that's going to potentially show up in your blood work but oh interesting so it's almost like the body in in absorbing it is doing its own form of decarboxylation and it's turning a little bit of that into thc if it's if it's detectable which that would then get metabolized by the liver into the other form and yeah i don't know (laughs) complicated (laughs) i'm no scientist i just i just like to (laughs) (laughs) i just like to pretend (laughs) um i did Um, oh go ahead Definitely, definitely not a scientist, but I am one of these strange people who are doing like experiments in my kitchen with cannabis. That's cool. That's how it starts. That's right. And recording it for my own records of like, this is how it's working for me and this is how I'm consuming it. And this is where it's really delicious and this one's not so good. So, (laughs) and that's what's important. Like uh, a lot of people like to say they're, they're doing science, but you're not doing science unless you're writing it down and documenting it. Otherwise you're just effing around. Oh, a scientist told me that once. (laughs) I was told that too. (laughs) You're not writing it down. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, data, I mean, that's, that's where all of these, these findings and discoveries and, and other cannabinoids, I mean, there's a ton of stuff in the plant that we're still learning about. So this is where it's going to come from. For sure. For sure. So I'm curious to know so many things about it. Like, does it show up in your bloodstream? And how much are you actually consuming when you eat it raw? And all of that, how much is really absorbed and more, is it more bioavailable? I believe it to be far more bioavailable in its raw form than um, any other because your body just, it's a natural thing that your body can recognize. So, yeah, and that's what they're saying in the acid form. It, it just takes up easier in your system. I, I almost wonder, like, when people mix uh, their stuff with coconut oil to make it absorb better, if that if that's, you know, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I read, too, the... Um, this guy in Scotland is uh, Dr. Ross. Uh, they were the first one that discovered CBDA 
and CBGA uh, had, you know, actual antagonistic activity at this certain receptor. And this receptor was known for tumor formation, cancer cell proliferation, and pain perception. So it's interesting mm-hmm. that these particular acid forms of CBD and CBG, like, go to that receptor and not this other receptor, the, the CB1s and 2s that they usually do, um, probably because the acid form. Um, which is huge for things like cancer prevention. If you're eating it and juicing it raw and stuff, like that's a great preventative, it sounds like. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I've, uh, one of my favorite is smart people who in cannabis, I've asked him, like, how would you be uh, consuming cannabis if you had cancer? And the answer was, I would be eating raw buds regularly all the time. And so that's an interesting perception of like it's definitely more medicinal um, on another level. Yeah, sure. and it's against what everyone's always told is that like oh you're just doing it to get high, and the obvious one being a Schedule One substance in the federal government's eyes. It's like well obviously here are <laughs> a myriad of of medical benefits, both preventative right. and you know after the fact. They're right, not and so it makes it I put myself in a unique position because I'm not one of those people that's, I mean, I can get high with, with the cannabis, but in general, I'm growing it so that I can eat it and I'm not trying to get high off of it. I'm trying to be healthy. And so that's, that's where the schedule one doesn't make any sense because it's not, (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense. It's like the opposite. It's there to make you not healthy. Right. It's a plant. It's a vegetable. So if it's, it's not being treated, it's being treated like a drug. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of them things. I feel like one day I hope we'll be alive to see it, but we're all going to look back on this and just laugh at how silly we were. <laughs> That's funny. One day. And all the perceptions of how we thought things were going to be. And right. I think a lot of people are getting their eyes really stretched open as to what legalization is not beautiful. It's really, really ugly. And, but the, hopefully the end picture, like you said, will look back and be like, man, those were crazy days. And it's so nice now. Like we can like having a beer now back in the day, those people would have been like, it's so crazy. We can't drink beer. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. We have to take this alcohol that's been poisoned by our government and figure out a way to unpoison it so we can drink it and get drunk and blind. Oh, I read a couple books about the prohibition and like the chemists on the side of the government and then the chemists that the bootleggers hired and it was constantly just a back and forth and like the the government chemists would have this breakthrough of a way to like make it super poison and hard to get back out and then the other chemists would have this breakthrough of how to fix it and all the while like everyone's dying and going blind from drinking this shit. <laughs> It's like, wow, I'm, dark ages, you guys, total dark ages. Um, I met at Hempfest last year, Eddie or Edie, um, she's one of the older gals who's been getting cannabis from the government for the past 40 years, right, sent to her. And the cannabis that they were sending her started making her blind because it was poisonous. It was awful. I met uh, Irvin Rosenfeld, one of the federal patients in Florida, and I he had some of what they send him, and it's literally like joints of seeds and stems and shit. It's almost like the government's just like, oh, you want free weed from us? Here. Here's all the trash. <laughs> you want to be part of this experiment? Here's some crap. Yeah, yeah. This is for medicine, you guys. Here's your garbage. 
It's so sad. Well, it's, that's totally true. And it's sort of like I, I was writing about this this morning of it's being a cannabis patient. You're kind of treated as a second class mm-hmm. citizen, if you will. Like I get asked all the time, you know, where did your doctor approve it? Is it a real doctor? Do you see a real doctor? Yeah. I'm like, I see a real doctor actually more than you probably see your real doctor. And so I find that to be completely offensive and on every level. And just the whole, like, it's not part of insurance. So you you can't just have your insurance pay for it. And in that respect, it's not really considered in the eyes of the average person a medicine. Yeah. Yeah. But one day, again, that will be something that we'll look back on (laughs) eventually. Do you have any, like, favorite, and I know it's it's pretty much what you can get your hands on at this point, but, like, when when you had a lot of access, did you have any particular strains or favorites that, that you noted were either tasted better or made you feel better than others, I guess? Or was it all kind of the same... The most the notable the most notable differences between the strains is just the the CBDs definitely taste a little bit sweeter right. pretty much all of them. Um, then this the THC plants the high THC plants just tend to be a little bit uh, torquier I say or spicier. Spicy. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting too because the the CBD crystals that people uh, dab they have a very sweet like cherry flavor to them in their pure form. Mm-hmm. So that, it, mm-hmm. that's interesting. That's just a property of that. That molecule, it's just sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, but the flavors themselves, like I said, it tends to be a pretty strong flavor. Um, and it gets to be, like, when you are trying to consume it all the time, it is a tough thing. But citrus goes really well with it, which is good to know. So, like, these strong uh, flavors that complement it are really good. Fruit usually goes really well with it. Mm-hmm. I read putting mm-hmm. like peels and, and stuff of different types of, of fruits will lend that taste because these terpenes are the same. They're the actual like limonene and pinene and, and terpenoline. They're all the same molecules. So if you have one in cannabis and you have like an orange that has the same, same terpenes, like it'll just mix really well. Um, the same with like mangoes. I, I read that that will actually kind of boost some of the effects because of the myrosine in it. Like that's a terpene that brings some of these other properties with it that kind of potentiates what THC and THCA do. Um, speaking of myrosine, I talked to a gal in Colorado who provides juice for people and she said she they use it oftentimes to help them sleep, mm-hmm. which... I thought that was awesome and really interesting that they specifically raw juice to sleep, which is cool. Yeah. And that's, that's, what's interesting about it is you can, if you, you, there's a really cool chart about the different terpenes and what their effects are. And and obviously these effects will vary based on your brain chemistry and the, the amounts that they are in. Um, but you can kind of make your two lists of like daytime and nighttime terpenes. And then knowing that you can, kind of look at different plant strains and see which ones have those profiles to them and then you can blend your your juices accordingly and yeah you can have like your nighttime potion that's full of myrosine and um just makes you sleep all evening it's nice (laughs) Mm, totally totally but there's a lot more work that needs to be done there's so many terpenes that we have no idea there's like 200 molecules in that plant and we know like 60 of them. (laughs) 
right? I know. I know. It's like, uh, and like I said, I try and look at it not necessarily from like a scientist point of view because that's not really my background, but like an ease of consumption and and how healthy it's going to make you. So that's my background is health and wellness. And so that's kind of where I try and take it of like, how can we consume this in a delightful way? Because just consuming it to get it down is, I don't think that's really enjoyable as medicine either. No, so. and at that point, you might as well just grind it all up and put it in capsules <laughs> and swallow, you know, that, that way. Yeah. Sure, it's it's totally different. It's a different kind of medicine, which is, you know, completely different when you're not taking it in capsule form. And now I'm trying to imagine, like, how on earth would I go to my doctor and be like, I mean, besides the doctor that I'm seeing, but like, I need, if I were a new cannabis patient, I need to grow my own and I don't need capsules and I don't need your pills. And it's just like, I can't imagine trying to have that conversation as a new patient, especially when... Like I got told off by so many, a few doctors when I tried to have a conversation just to get it in the form that does make you high. Like they don't, they don't even understand that form. So the conversation is like way, way farther. And I can understand that in other states. It seems kind of weird, you know, here in Washington, but in places like Montana, a lot of the doctors got, you know, went after about because of their prescribing for medical patients. And they, they got like just focused on unnecessarily because you know they were trying to help people so that it made them you know few and far between after a while because obviously doctors don't want to lose their license because they're helping medical cannabis patients but it's it's a ethical you know i talked to um this gal from the lcb and she was like I asked her, I'm like, are doctors going to be affected by any of the new laws? And she's like, oh, no, no. They, I mean, unless, of course, they're just writing um, recommendations and that's all they're doing all day. And I'm just like, you know, that's even just her answer is so ignorant because, you know, what if that's their specialty and that's what they do all day? You know, I'm sorry, lady, but that was really ignorant of you to even say so. Yeah, if you were in med school uh, trained to be a doctor and you were passionate about cannabis and that was an option, like, why wouldn't you pursue that? It would be awesome. <laughs> be a doctor. That's again the future. Yep. <laughs> Do you have any tips for people that want to maybe get started or maybe doing it but doing it the wrong way? I read you don't want to get it too warm, obviously, because that'll start to, you know, convert your THCA into THC. That's right. First of all, you want to make sure that it's organic. So it was organically grown. No pesticides, Um, for sure. That's a really big deal. Um, And yes, you want to make sure that your juicing or your juicer doesn't make it hot or warm at all. Um, That's a big deal. It tends to gum up or just be a mess or activate if it gets really hot. Yeah. And um, and to store it, just store it and you can store it in the fridge, but put it in like a a paper bag within a plastic bag, if you will, or a plastic bag with a paper towel in it to help absorb moisture. Mm. And it'll last for a couple of days, a few, like three days, but don't, don't try and store it for too long. Um, freeze it or no? If you need to store it, yes, I would freeze it. Um, make it into juice cubes or something that's easy to use afterwards mm. to throw in your blender or whatever, or to melt with some lemon juice. But, um, 
But yeah, the freezing changes it a little bit. It changes the flavor a little bit um, and it changes the cellulose. So a lot of people will, I've heard and seen, a lot of people will freeze leaves and then juice them. But I personally think that's freaking disgusting because it <laughs> tastes like... It's like weed it's, slushy, right? It's, oh God, it's so nasty. <laughs> like, like it really does. It's the difference between fresh spinach and frozen spinach, right? <laughs> disgusting. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> So I recommend juice it before and then add it afterwards because it's the it's too much. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's the act of juicing the frozen material that does that. So if you you freeze it, I think afterwards it's, it, it's like the when you freeze something, um, say a, a leaf for example, and then when it thaws down, the cellulose in it, the fibers, they are destroyed. Ah, I see. So that's why it's a different it's a different kind of food texture and yeah okay interesting like i've tried to do research on you know is the freezing destroying any of the plants and the cannabinoids and all of that and i haven't found any research to prove that to be true so so i think the freezing is your best option if you're trying to you're not able to test it all the time i think it's almost Mm -hmm. the opposite too because when people make live resin they will flash freeze their fresh plants like as soon as they harvest and then, you know, put them into into their columns and then, you know, have them frozen so that when they're ready to extract at lower temperatures, you get a more accurate profile snapshot, basically, of how the plant was when it was fresh because you froze it basically in that state. But mm-hmm. obviously, they're not mm-hmm. then throwing them into a, a blender to, to chop up, right. which shatters so all of that. They're processing it, yeah. right? Yeah. So... It's easier sure. to do it in that form when it's frozen. I suppose if you if you put it through a blender when it's doing that, like you're just completely shattering all of those cells that have frozen in a nice form, how you would like. <laughs> sure, and and like I said, it just tastes totally different. Yeah. So it's worth it to to do it um, fresh as fresh as possible. Get yourself one LED light and just section off one little you know two foot by two foot square and just grow four and just keep growing um, four in veg and just juice that yes, <laughs> and you okay so here are some more tips you can take off 10 to 20 percent of the leaves apparently on the plant um each day and it without stunting the plant so so you're of your four plants you can go out and pick some of the leaves that allow it to like help grow in whatever direction you want it to grow and the more leaves you take off in general like regularly it just stimulates growth so these plants really like it actually and because you don't have to you're not trying to flower them right because you want them like you said in that vegetative state are are you you could just keep um, them that way or do you want to flower i only grow in the i can't it's not my style to grow inside. I just can't. I've tried. I just can't. It's failure after failure. And it doesn't feel natural to me. So I've been growing outside um, outside in my yard um, for the past couple of summers and little bits. And so this is my big summer to go big and grow as much as I can nice. um, in my backyard. We'll see how that goes. But and so I do, I grow them up until, and just let them progressively do what they're going to do. So they do right. start going in flower and then I get to start eating little flower buds and whatnot. So that's actually a good part of letting them grow and letting them flower because then you get access to a whole other delicacy that doesn't exist in this world. Nice. <clears throat> and there's probably, I mean, as it's developing, there's, you know, you have your levels of THCA and 
going up, so you would you would have the most at that bud stage, I would imagine. It's a good question. I don't know. Should Without take, testing, it's I really know. hard to know. Gotta take mm-hmm. samples and get them tested. That's so much, so much work to do. I'm just trying to juice some weed. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to drink a shot of weed grass. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's funny. Weed grass. I just made that up. That's good stuff. Weed grass. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Is there any, anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap this up? I know you're busy and you got gotta get get going. Um, I just want to say that I encourage everybody, if possible, to try growing your own and try consuming cannabis raw, especially if you have um, anything where you're trying to avoid the the psychedelic part of it. That's even the wrong word. Yeah. The, thank you. <laughs> Psychotropic? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the more euphoric part. Yeah. And it's just, it, it allows, I think it just provides another face to what cannabis can bring. And so myself in general, I'm just over here trying to show the world that there's other aspects to the cannabis plant that involve your health and your wellness. And you don't have to be dying of cancer to try it. Anybody can try raw cannabis juice and you're not going to get high from it. So literally anybody can try it. You should have the first raw cannabis juice shop. I should have the oh show raw cannabis juice show is that what you said? no juice shop you could do a juice it's show raw. also <laughs> I would produce a juice show for you <laughs> well as soon as Washington figures out that it's not scary to serve people raw cannabis juice it's unstable um, that might happen <laughs> yeah that would be cool like a like a Jamba juice but for weed and not Jamba right. juice. <laughs> It'll happen. It will happen as soon as the laws allows it. Because it's yeah. not even just me. I know other people that are like priming to do that for sure. So it's Yeah, cool. I remember when we first had you on a while ago, and it wasn't even that long ago, but there wasn't a whole lot out there about it. And just going back now and doing research for this article, it's like there are so many more... It, there's so much more awareness about it now. There's a lot more articles out, a lot more posts, a lot more talks and doctors. And yeah, it's it's definitely going in the right direction. As more states openly let people, you know, research this stuff without <laughs> fear of persecution, uh, we'll, we'll learn a lot more. Surprised too at how many people, even in Washington or where it's legal, have no idea that you can eat it and yeah. that it won't make you high. Yeah, I mean, I was always taught that you had to cook it, decarboxylate it first before you ate it. But, of course, we're just trying to eat it to get high. (laughs) So (laughs) if you don't want to, it also has therapeutic effects in its uh, acid form. Totally. Good stuff. (laughs) Well, hey, where can people follow you? I know you're on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. What's your handle? Uh, You can find me at Twice Baked in Wah on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And, um, oh, well, I might as well make an announcement while I'm here. I'm also the new uh, director of social media for Canacon. So you can find me over there, their social media at Canacon. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. The next Canacon is when? Is actually in September up in Anchorage, Alaska. Ooh, are you going? I know. Hell yeah. I've never been to Alaska. I, I should <laughs> talk to uh, the boss and see if we can go <laughs> to Alaska. <laughs> When's the next Washington one? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's going to be in February again. Oh, every February. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> nice. Well, yeah, hey. It so was... I'm stoked about that and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody online. Yeah, that's cool. Congratulations on the job. Those guys are a great crew for sure. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Twice baked <throat> in WA, WA. So check it out and juice some raw cannabis. That's right. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. If you like, you like we where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be.